0: You're listening to an Airwave Media podcast. ABC tonight.
1: Special Agent Will Trent, Georgia Bureau investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does.
2: Based on the New York Times best selling series.
3: Why Will
1: Trent? He's good police, and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes, he read that crime scene like it was a book. Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent.
2: Series premiere tonight, tonight Central on ABC and stream on Hulu.
3: Hey,
0: and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura.
1: I'm uh, Michael. I'm Spencer, and announcement reminder to listeners out there, it's a sad day, because this is the final day of Human Values Week, meaning we have special guest Aaron Corning with us. He's the host of a podcast called Human Values. It's a hilarious comedy game show all about having logical debates about illogical questions, like, what's your price to drop a Starbucks? We're going to give Aaron, or do you want to say thanks? Like, thanks for welcoming. Like, hold our hands
2: and do a prayer? (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, so we'll just start by with say, welcome. I welcome, threw us off. Aaron. I'm so glad you're here. I yeah. derailed it. Yay. Oh, wow, you're
2: I'm here. here. Look, I'm still here. <laughs> it has been a long week with you guys. I've had such a blast. It's been amazing <laughs> beyond. It's nice taking a break from a podcast where we argue about things that are random to be on a podcast where we argue about things that are random. It's great. <laughs> really yeah. changes the pace of but things. But with different people.
3: Michael, hold on.
2: <laughs> I want everyone to know, if you haven't been listening to the, the rest of this week, which you should have. Michael and I have been best mm-hmm. friends, but I've just I've just been telling everybody I want to turn on him at the end of the week. I have no reason why, but Michael, buckle <laughs> up.
1: With that being said, we're still going to give Aaron an opportunity to tell us a bit about human values later in the show. But first, my little honey has chosen an explosive theory to share. Gross.
2: <laughs> it was gross, but I also loved it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah speak for yourself okay so this theory is johnny bravo joined the military a
1: very bizarre delivery but i love it
0: (laughs) johnny bravo joined the military and became duke nukem according to titanic man i wonder if that's the guy that emailed us about that other theory probably (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, okay. I don't know, but it sounds like a superhero that did not do the job he was supposed to do. <laughs> mm, yeah,
0: they're a, fa- <laughs> a failure. You, yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so think about it. The sunglasses, the hair, the macho tough guy, hey baby, attitude. According to his first game, Duke Nukem was portrayed as a disgruntled TV viewer hired by the CIA to save Earth. For, save Earth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good old Earth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to save Earth from the mad scientist Dr. Proton, whom he took offense to for interrupting soap operas. Johnny Bravo was that TV viewer. He stepped up because he thinks he's a tough guy, and the government trained him and chopped his hair flat. As with all top secret special agents, they give them an alternate name, Duke Nukem. Mm. Along the journey of Duke Nukem from 1 to 2 to 3D to forever, Shows him go from the goofy, random guy like Johnny Bravo, not really tough, not really good with women, to the tough womanizer, Duke Nukem, who's way better at both. (laughs) (laughs) He starts smoking cigars. Hey, we got more cigars, guys. Uh Uh, (laughs) He starts smoking cigars.
3: Sticks. (laughs) Smoking sticks. Sticks. I forgot.
0: Oh wait! He starts smoking (laughs) stogies, and and that and age are why he went from Elvis voice to raspy action hero voice.
1: So, but does Mm. he smoke cigars because he has a heightened sense of smell, or he has some kind of psychological issue? No, this
0: is because the military told him to.
1: Oh,
3: okay. By the way, can I also they needed to sell T-shirts. Mm.
2: exactly can i just get in there and say by the way he grew up loving elvis but that wasn't his real voice can then we just establish there's a very high likeliness that like he thought that's how to get women but like there's no reason to believe that's Mm -hmm. his natural voice he could have just been this dumb kid
0: oh i love that Mm -hmm. yeah uh did did y'all watch much johnny bravo
2: yes
3: yeah yeah michael 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 michael
2: i I was michael i was talking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now you may go ahead.
1: I love it. This is hilarious.
2: You didn't allow me so... to have a pregnant pause following my yes. That's all I ask for.
3: <laughs> okay. Is it long enough? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, to answer your question, <laughs> that's pretty much uh, it. I'm gonna leave I, you alone the
2: rest of the episode. I just wanted okay. to do one.
3: <laughs> I I did watch Johnny Bravo, um, not as much as I watched uh, Samurai Jack or Dexter's Laboratory, but that was definitely in my rotation for like Cartoon Network.
0: I feel uh, like he was a little bit of an unofficial mascot for for mm-hmm. Cartoon Network because, as little sense as his show made, and honest, I mean. I'm going to be honest here, as little as I can remember of like plot lines from his show, Mm -hmm. he was featured a lot in Cartoon Mm -hmm. Network. Like, um, you know, those little things that come up, we'll be right back. Like the bumpers. Yes. Yes. Bumpers.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was a
0: lot of Johnny Bravo on those things.
1: Yeah. uh, He wasn't the best uh, role model (laughs) for uh, how you should uh, treat women, Um, but he was a great model. For how to do the monkey dance, mm.
0: <laughs> yes, right, That's Aaron, true. you look yeah.
2: That was like always the song playing in the background. Yes. Like that was like the cartoon, cartoon. Mm-hmm. But like whenever he was yeah. doing something, it'd always be like
1: in the background. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he was doing I, anything, I, I, I yes. really didn't watch much of this show. I think because um, it just I didn't connect with the character. You know how it is. I didn't... Did
0: anyone?
2: Uh,
1: maybe. I think I think I talked to a girl
2: once that year.
0: <laughs> Did you, oh, because you said, hey, baby?
1: No,
2: I think I might have, like, I think I sneezed and they said, bless you. And I was like, nice. <laughs> like, I was like, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, it was more like, nice! <laughs>
0: wow! I remember they, they would have those, like, Foam rubber wigs. It, yes. So it wasn't hair, but it was foam, but it was shaped like Johnny
2: Bravo's mm-hmm. hair.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. Why did that show exist? I mean, it was funny and silly. And, like, look, there was there was the cow and chicken era, right? It was like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Ooh, early Gennady Tartakovsky's, like, early Dexter's Lab run, Powerpuff Girls. It was a good era. Yeah.
0: Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cat Dog over at Nickelodeon also being weird.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Lone in the world yeah, is a little pet dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's see. This. Oh, I'm, was
0: A Real Monsters? A Real
2: Monsters. Well, now we're moving over to It was Nicktones. a little bit earlier. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You're
1: right. it was a little bit earlier. It well, was more rocket power. It was like yeah, Arnold. was hey Ar- rocket Ar- power era. Yeah. and- Wild uh, Thornberries. Rograts. Okay. Uh, so, uh, real quick, here's just a little bit. Oh, this is. Oh, okay. This is too perfect. This is too perfect. I'm looking at Johnny Bravo's biography. <laughs> he lives in Aaron City, and the city is spelled A-R-O-N City. You gotta be kidding me! I'm not making. What's this up. the coincidence? You gotta be
0: kidding me! Because
1: my Which name doesn't have city in it. Oh, that is. <laughs> what? I think you have a good point.
0: You oh. said that was your middle name.
2: Listen, the things I tell you off camera, Lara, we've agreed. Don't make it to Aaron. <laughs> <fair. laughs>
0: apparently, I stay off. Camera. What happens,
1: Aaron, off is yeah. to... what? Aaron? Is a nod to what? Aaron is a nod to Presley's mid- middle name.
2: Oh, oh. Mm. what interesting. an interesting string of coincidences that don't matter, but are really interesting. <laughs> I, yeah. I I love it.
0: Hey, welcome to the world of fan theories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I think this is out. welcome
2: to all of us day to day.
3: <laughs> yes uh, yes. Wait, yep. wait, 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 exactly. guys
2: I know this is your first time kind of hanging out for the week on my show, but let me tell you guys, this is the way we do it. We got to get back to the basic (laughs) question here. All right, guys, you're having too much fun. Okay. You're getting a little too silly. The real question is, how do we see this connecting? Do we think it's feasible that the young man, Johnny Bravo, who was what, maybe 18, 19 in the show, he had the long hair, he did the high baby voice and all that. Is it plausible that he could have gotten into that? So what are, what are factors that would have affected his life to that point before getting to the plausibility? This is what I want to ask you guys. I want to get us back on track.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I do like that the story of the first game is talking about it was a guy that was annoyed that his TV shows were being interrupted. And from what I can remember, yes, Johnny Bravo was a TV viewer. He was a TV fan, and, and that was a regular part of his schedule, was watching television.
3: Yeah. Um, I am actually going to come at this from a different, slightly different angle. Like you um, always do. So... Uh, Johnny Michael. Bravo's obsessed with Elvis. Okay, dang it, Michael. It's
2: always <laughs> and... <laughs> at a different angle. Everyone else is <laughs> obtuse, and he wants to be a kid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Elvis uh, actually served in the military for a while mm-hmm. uh, before mm-hmm. he became super famous. So That's a really good point. So maybe that was part of his emulation of Elvis was joining the military, and it just. Led to him becoming Duke Nukem through a series of circumstances. When he went he down the rabbit serving. hole, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. You know, um, Elvis was famously drafted, and people were sad and mad, and so much so that it was parodied in a musical called "Bye Bye oh, Birdie."
0: Bye Bye Birdie. Mm. Thanks Which for I that. Which I was in. What a <laughs> great! It helps so much. deciding about this theory, Spencer. Thank you for that.
1: You know I'm all really good at providing things that matter.
0: You did say you were looking at um, at Johnny Bravo's bio, though, right? Or like his wiki page?
1: Yeah. um, What's funny is apparently he usually had some kind of celebrity uh, accompaniment. So like Donny Osmond. Funny. Adam West apparently was a guest on this show.
0: Of course he was. Thank <laughs> you, Adam West. What a blessing that man was.
1: Adam uh, West. Village People, Shaq, we'll Seth Green, Don, uh, Donny Osmond. So, Donny Osmond you know, was a regular that on that show. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why he became Duke Nukem. Maybe. Donny what? Osmond.
0: Because of Donny Osmond, because yeah. he left to go do Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dream No, it's, what am I doing with my life?
3: It's because Donny Donny kept singing, "Let's get down to business," and it just inspired Johnny Bravo to join the military.
0: Oh I like okay. the reference. I like it. Uh, well,
3: go,
2: not gonna lie. That was good.
0: Okay. <laughs> so why don't, we've got a, just a, a couple of little highlighted comments here from Jabam. Uh, <laughs> Johnny's favorite food is meatloaf. And how do you reheat meatloaf? You nuke
2: it.
3: Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all we needed. <laughs> We're done.
2: See you guys next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, ChaBam. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Captain Prower says Duke is Johnny's father via some time travel shenanigans. Thanks for the specificity. <laughs>
2: You know, uh, in Sonic the Hedgehog Tails is Miles Tails Prower or Prowler. I think it's Prower. So that just reminded me of that. Can I totally derail everything with a quick like Sonic 2 thing?
0: Be Do my guest. Yes. Okay. Oh, you are the guest. Uh,
2: oh. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know if you guys saw Sonic the Hedgehog 2 the movie. Did we yes. see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why? Yes. In the world, was the plot not as follows? I just watched it the other day, and I just don't get this. Why is it that tails didn't come through the portal thing and be from the future, in which Sonic the Saturday Morning Cartoon World happened? You know, Blue streak speeds by Sonic the Hedgehog, mm. like that one, where it was it? Like a dark dystopian with yeah. like the princess and the whole the the whole squad that they had the the not the Rescue Rangers. What were they called? The um. <laughs> you know the animals they were like the freedom fighters the you know and like tells yes. was like with well, the freedom fighters like why was it not tied into that whole story like why was it not tells came through a ring where he came from the future in which uh, Dr. Robotnik succeeded, and we like cut ahead to the future. And Dr. Robotnik is the one we know; he's fat, he's big, like giant mustache, evil uh, robot versions mm-hmm. of all the animals everywhere. Like the one we know from Sonic the Saturday Morning in Game. And then it cuts to him being like, you know, kind of this is look a bit of X Men Days of Future Past, but tells us like I got sent back mm-hmm. to meet you, Sonic. You and I are friends in the future. And then the whole plot of the movie is the same plot pretty much, except that Robotnik realizes that in the future he succeeds and now it becomes like a bit of like a Um, Terminator meets Days of Future Past thing Where they're trying to prevent it So that at the end of the movie We still get to know that in the next movie We're going to get like the real thing And what's cool is throughout the movie Then when they introduce Knuckles They get to introduce all the other Freedom Fighters Coming through also I don't know I just was watching Mm. it I was like why With a few minor twists With Tails' narrative You don't even have to bring the the Freedom Fighters through Tails could have just been like I'm from the future They do a little cutscene They show us a great bit of fan service You know, where it shows the dystopian uh, Robotopolis Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know. That's my rant. That's my rant about Captain Prower. Thanks for your Duke Nukem theory. You pissed me off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it would be because would that spoil uh, Shadow coming for the third movie.
1: Maybe we'll do that in the third movie.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like Tails comes through and he's like, Sonic, Like I know all about you. And we're just like, oh, right. He's just like learns about Sonic. Wouldn't it have been a lot more fun? He's like, Sonic, I know about all about you. We're best friends in the future fighting for the world.
1: Yeah. It would be more fun. Yep.
0: So uh, Johnny Bravo and Duke Nukem.
1: I have some interesting. Yes. I have some interesting. That old chestnut. Yeah, I've got some interesting <laughs> trivia that is relevant to the promise. Okay. Yay. So <laughs> Duke Nukem is a video game. Mm-hmm. It is. It, Good job. It came out. When did that come out? Like the late 90s? I want to say, because it was on the 64, I believe. Well, clearly
2: we all know the answer. We all did our research to prep. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> um So, but here's an interesting thing. A video game titled Johnny Bravo in the Hucka Mega Mighty Ultra Extreme Datorama was released of course on June 9th, 2009 for the Nintendo DS and PlayStation 2 which I seem, that feels like... 2009? I know, it feels like uh, past its prime. uh,
0: I was graduating college at that point.
1: Mm -hmm. And then, here, this is even more fascinating, there was a planned film. In October 2002, Variety reported that Warner Brothers uh, had secured the film rights to make a live-action Johnny Bravo feature-length film as a potential starring vehicle for... Wait, 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 don't say it, don't say it,
2: don't say it. Yeah, yeah, let's do guesses.
1: Yeah, guess.
0: Starring as Duke yeah. Nukem yeah. or Johnny Bravo? Well, no,
1: as as Johnny Bravo.
0: Okay, actor starring as Johnny Bravo. What year? 2002. Mm.
1: 2002. Jack Black Brad Pitt. as... Oh, Brad
2: Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Jack Black like as... Jack Black as, Jack Black so as Johnny Bravo, whose life didn't turn out the way he had planned. Would have been great. Like, still just <laughs> <Yeah>. cocky. <laughs> right,
1: I'm going to give you... <laughs> I'm gonna give you a hint. Um, let's see. I don't. Maybe I don't have a good hint. Think uh, more modern as far as a starring vehicle for someone like this.
2: Michael's gonna guess himself. Just watch. This is what he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> more modern. Someone who wasn't as big back then.
0: Jason Momoa.
1: You're closer. Tiffany Haddish. Um,
3: Jason <laughs> Statham.
0: Chris Evans,
1: Chris Pine, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ew. Oh, oh! I remember hearing about that. I completely <laughs> no, really forgot. Don't, you no, no, liar! I, no, I,
3: <laughs> I, do remember because I was like, "Whoa, this is interesting." <laughs> because this was before he was the mega star that he is, or mega right. starring in quotations
1: that he is. I mean, he's a star, and he, you don't have to do the quote is. thing. That was
3: around
0: the same time that they started planning Black Adam. Fun fact.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a little before, but close.
0: But Blackout has been in the works for like seven
1: years or something. No longer.
2: <laughs> I feel like oh. he's also been attached to everything.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that's the popular thing now,
2: is The Rock.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Anyway, no further developments th- regarding this project have been announced since 2002. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Surprise.
0: <laughs> well, Duke Nukem first release was in 91.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. I was thinking it was... Closer to like mid nineties, but
2: okay, yeah. Okay, so here's the real question I have before we mm-hmm. um, before we keep going is: Are the rights to intellectual property of Duke Nukem held by anyone within the Discovery Warner Brothers Warner Media Metaverse? Mm, because that enough. will decide everything for my answer. Yeah, I'm
0: on their Wikipedia page right now.
2: Right, because if it's not, uh, if the rights aren't owned Gearbox. So Gear, there's um, no way Gearbox yep. is not owned by Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Warner, and those Warner mm. Brothers games did publishing and distribution. But I'm guessing that's a no.
0: However, in 2017, a Gearbox employee stated the company had no interest in returning to the franchise.
1: 2K Games is a distributor or publisher. All right, so when so it's... no,
0: they don't have it, but they could get uh, probably acquire it really easily.
1: Or if you reboot it in a
2: less than a hundred years when it's public domain, then it's all mm-hmm. it's all game. Yeah,
0: seems like we're all kind of getting ready to rate the theory. Um, before we do, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Aaron. Sorry. Aaron. Thank you. Did I pronounce it correctly that time? You, no, it was actually right about the first time. Podcast.
2: The second time was wrong.
0: Oh. <laughs> was so embarrassed. We'll hear from him about his podcast Human Values.
3: Monsters are as old as humanity itself. Monsters embody our fears, yet they help us define the boundaries of what it means to be human. We know most monsters aren't real, yet we can use monsters to learn about reality, psychology, biology, folklore, literature, critical thinking. We're on a journey to learn about the world through the lens of monsters, and we hope you'll come along with us Subscribe at monstertalk.org. Hey Matt,
2: did you know that wombats poop cubes?
1: Nope, never heard that before.
2: Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe?
1: Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist?
2: Well actually, it's both. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants.
3: Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality.
0: Welcome back. All right, Aaron, there's a question on my mind that I'm sure you get all the time.
2: Yes, I do iron my shirts first thing in the morning. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Cool (laughs) Spencer's laughing at his joke (laughs) I also wanted to know Where you got the idea for the show
2: Oh that's the second most asked question I get so yeah uh, Where I got the idea for the show Really simple it was the middle of the night years and years and years ago Um, I was just uh, Just a budding flower in, in the eye of this grand city of Los Angeles, just making it in the biz. No, no. Um, a friend asked me randomly, what's my price to eat a pillow? And we just spent hours talking oh. about how you would take a pillow and break it down into the right fibers where you can mix it with chocolate. And they were like, oh, we'll take an ice cube tray, fill mm. it up with chocolate, fill up the pillow shreds in it. And later on he became a, a doctor and we actually talked recently about how it would cause a, be- a bezor, And so you wouldn't want to do it that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, so each week we kind of deal with hypotheticals like that. It's just all these ridiculous questions that me and my co-host Lindsay Hicks do. Uh, it's usually a different celebrity or comedian guest coming on, uh, but it can vary. Yeah, I don't know. We ask lots of things. We had Zach Sherwin on recently. We asked him, what's, what, what's your price to milk a giraffe, then drink a pint on the spot? Oh, we had Allison oh, Raskin wow. on, and we asked her, what's your price to not leave a Dollar Tree for one year? One of my favorite questions ever. <laughs> and... um. And we had my goddaughter, Ellie, on recently, actually. And my co-host actually asked her, what's your price to have stinky feet? Like, really stinky, like, old garbage stinky feet. And she answered it. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to know the answer, the answer is, listen to our show. You can get it Ooh. wherever you listen to your podcast now. bum da bum 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 waka waka <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay.
0: Well, thanks for sharing. And, Aaron, thank you for being here with us. It's been so much fun.
2: It's been so fun.
0: Recording with you. You've been excellent
2: Mm-hmm. so Guessed, have you i mean you've been excellent hosts host uh, <laughs> aw, you're awesome no i mean pretty much all of you guys are wonderful michael i couldn't turn on you to the extent i tried to a few times i lashed out but listen <laughs> i just you, you guys I are my it. you guys spending a week with you guys you're my best friends i love you guys i'd die for you all, uh, all oh, of you
0: thank you for being here this week for human values week so why don't we go back to the theory that johnny bravo joins the military and becomes duke nukem everybody ready to rate
2: I am, but, uh, it's a little sad. (laughs) How how do we rate these again?
3: The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. (gasps)
0: Okay, you know, I always say, since we're wrapping up Human Values Week, we should give our guests the honor of the first rating on this theory.
3: Absolutely.
1: Ooh.
0: As a goodbye gift. Yeah, yes. You get to rate it first, Aaron.
2: My goodness gracious me. Listen, you guys. I know I think you're
0: so overwhelmed.
2: I am actually reasonably whelmed. I feel like this is pretty clear. <laughs> I think that this is a... Genius Theory.
3: <laughs>
2: I think that this is better than actual canon. I think it meets that level. I think it's really fun. I think it's really inspiring. I think, listen, for fan theories, I think the core of it is, if it seems really likely, it has to be inspiring. It has to expand your understanding of the 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 series in a way you've never considered it. And I think it does it for both. It makes me think about Duke Nukem and the road to how he became who he was uh, in an interesting light as an insecure teenager who tried to overcompensate in weird ways and then got uh, brought into the military industrial complex. And it just also gives me (laughs) thoughts about what happened to uh, Johnny Bravo, because until I came on this week, I hadn't thought about it and I needed to, I really needed to. (laughs) So I'll say it's genius. I I love it so much. Good.
3: Awesome.
1: Okay. So I think the interesting thing about this theory is it doesn't really provide a whole lot of evidence, but it also doesn't provide a whole lot of, uh, Points to the contrary, either. Like, there's not really any proof that it couldn't necessarily happen, uh, which I'm always looking for. You guys know this. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't quite give it a genius, but I think I will give it a plausible. It, it's, it's, it's plausible. That's where I'm going to leave it.
0: Why are you talking like that? That was so weird. <laughs> because
1: that's the way I'm feeling right now. I just want to, you know, be a little bit more musical in my speaking. I like okay. the way you talk, Spencer.
2: You have a great voice.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I
3: appreciate it. You know, I'm not saying this because... Yes, you are. He's He's been my best friend on this podcast this week. <laughs> but I'm going to have to agree with Aaron on this one. It's straight Thanks, genius. buddy. I'm turning um,
2: around. I love you. Yeah. I would die for you. I'd take a bullet for you.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. You have great judgment. I've always respected I- your judgment.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Um... No, I just honestly, he already kind of made all the points that I was going to make for Mm -hmm. this. It just it just makes sense. I love the idea of this. Um, It makes me like both of these characters more than than I did, which I'm not saying I was like in love with them before, but it it elevates their uh, likability, in my opinion. So genius.
0: I'll say that uh, OP here took the least intellectual, intellectual properties there are (laughs) and was able to link them because, I mean, what a low bar of (laughs) connecting (laughs) Mm -hmm. these two things. And so because they were able to do that so easily... And no Reddit user was able to come along and disprove it. I mean, all of the Reddit users we got were just like quoting the show, and that's all they could well, do.
1: Well, I mean, there was the meatloaf point that was pretty impressive about nuking it.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were very proud of it, too. Mm. See, I see um, it as a highbrow. So-
2: I see it as a highbrow exercise. It's like, mm. well. How do we take the eye, the archetypes of of toxic masculinity in the video game interactive and <laughs> cartoon medium and find a connective tissue? Attended.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love it. And that's that's exactly what they did, and and no one has been able to find fault in it, and that includes us. Mm-hmm. I will give this a
1: genius oh.
3: rating. Yay! Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Join us, Spencer. So Spencer. You're wrong. Join us. <laughs> I will Gobble, not gobble one try of us. us. Plausible <laughs> and only plausible. And just so I can keep my uh, hold my ground, I'm going to end the episode. But before I do, I wanted to share this fascinating movie detail that is actually somewhat relevant right now. Um, there's this show going on right now about some kind of special rings or something. Um, you tread very. We carefully just talked here, about Sonic. Spencer, not that show. That's not a we show. Already... That's a movie. Uh, I'm talking. It was a show. You're right. I'm talking. Let's be real here. Rings of
2: Power is a movie.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, This is not about that show, but it is about a movie called The Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. (gasps) Um, Now, this is this is fascinating. I had no idea, and you know, this is a point that people bring up a lot of the times as like a frustrating. Why did they just do this? Um, But here's the real reason. So this is from Reddit user Charlie You Lose. Here's this behind-the-scenes detail that in The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the actual reason they couldn't use the Eagles to take the ring to Mordor is that they were already booked at the Staples Center in L.A. and the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Vegas during filming in December 1999. I don't get it. The Eagles. People, oh, people were the always band. like, wow. "No, yeah." People were always like, "Why don't they just fly on the eagles?" Because Gandalf told them to fly, you fools. So why don't they just fly on the eagles to Mordor? Well, it's because the eagles were booked. Because the band was playing. I mean, I thought it was funny. I have a friend who likes to
2: rank <laughs> jokes based on inside funny and outside funny. And if somebody says a joke okay. and he really enjoyed it but he didn't laugh, he's like, "Oh, it's an inside funny."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought yours yeah. was an outside funny. Mm-hmm. I liked your joke.
1: Well, it wasn't mine. It was Charlie, you lose, but I guess he really lost, didn't he? I liked your read. oh. I like the eagles. Yes, I like. I like. Uh, I, I'll tell you
2: where I went is I just started thinking about the whole eagles thing and why they didn't use the eagles in the first place. And I think it's mm-hmm. clear Sauron had an aerial battalion. We know that he had the creatures coming in and attacking, like mm-hmm. you know, in the in the battle where we see the the Witch King get killed. Like there's all those like flying lizardy things they have. You know, they tease it in rings of power. And yes, I, I don't know. It's LB's. just like
0: this has been fan theory queries. I'm Laura.
2: <laughs> I'm Michael. <laughs> And I'm not being welcomed back. (laughs) Sorry, it's been a long day. All
1: right, here we go. And I'm Aaron from the Human Values Podcast. And I'm Spencer. And we want to thank you, Aaron, one more time for being a fantastic, fantastic member of the Query Crew this week. Be sure to check out his show. Human values. Where Aaron? Where can they check this show out?
2: Everywhere. You want it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Deezer, Castbox, Castro. You name it. Sharper Image. We're everywhere. We're on it. We're on everywhere. You get it. It's a great show. It's ridiculous. I'm much nicer on there. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now with me, but no, guys. <laughs> it's been. Such an incredible week spent with you guys, and honestly, the itch I yes. love to scratch with my show, I get to scratch the same itch with you guys. I could do this all day.
1: Love it.
0: That sounds disgusting. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just
2: complimented you, and it was an inside compliment, not an outside compliment. Um,
3: Aaron, I will, I will you guys it, are great. it with, it has been an absolute
1: pleasure. I thought you were <laughs> going to say, Aaron, I will scratch it for you.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just saying that you guys have a wonderful show. You guys are thoughtful, deep people with a lot of amazing insights. Your chemistry house together. is wonderful. I just think you guys are great, and I think it's a privilege that I got to spend this week with you guys. So thank you.
1: The, Aww, the privilege is you. all ours. And folks Absolutely. listening, you can uh, thank Aaron and us for having him on the show uh, by <laughs> subscribing to <laughs> Human Values and fan theory queries, so you don't miss out on many more fascinating fan theories and other of those things that they like to talk about on Human Values They don't remember the exact phrase. Aaron, what is that? What? The phrase that you used to, to describe what you do on your show? Oh, our catchphrase. Um, yeah, that thing. Yeah.
2: yeah, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions.
1: That. Do that. Thanks. Yes. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like All Creatures, When Things Go Wrong, and Who Arted?